Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have me, your host, Elise, your other host, Heather, and our guest, Aladdin. You guys introduce yourselves. Hi. Thanks for joining us for a second episode. We're so excited to have Aladdin here. Welcome, Aladdin. This is the third episode. Oh, this is the third? This is the third episode. Cool, cool. Yeah, this is the third. I'm honored. (laughs) I'm Aladdin. I'm the homie. Nice to meet you guys. Mucho gusto. <laughs> Mucho gusto. <laughs> Lovely to be here all together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious if you all have been making any interesting observations recently in your life. Mm. You want to take that one, Aladdin? Yeah. You sound like you're giving me like a, a past life reading or something. <laughs> or, <laughs> observations? Yeah. Um... Like, I'm noticing that, you know, like, the reality that we play in is almost like a game. I mean, it's always, I've always thought about it like that. But, like, almost like you have, like, something watching you. Something that's not necessarily controlling you, but watching everything that you're doing. And seeing how you are with the world around you. Like, how you are with your car. How you are with your room how you are with your, I don't know, hygiene, relationships, um, the way that you interact with the things that you have around you is going to reflect in your world as time goes on. So like if you're unconditionally loving to folks and you kind of let them in on your life, depending on what you're doing and what you're sharing, I'm a fan of not oversharing sometimes, but there's nothing wrong with oversharing. Um, But, like, always having that, like, always coming from an unconditionally loving place also in the mind because, like, you know, you could act all unconditionally loving, but then if it's, like, in your mind you're not unconditionally loving, then, you know, the thing that's watching you is not going to... Like, for instance, like, if you're vegan, like, here's an example. If you're vegan then you're naturally just like the reality you're living in you're going to attract uh a partner or friends that are also vegan you know um so yeah i'm a, i'm just a fan of that and i'm observing my reality in such an interesting way where i'm noticing that like when i stay in the frequency of like unconditional love for all beings the um the voice of that being or whatever is watching me or god whatever you want to call it will come closer will almost come like a human being and come up to my ear that like will give me information in detail about a certain person um a certain decision i'm going to make um it just gets louder and louder and sometimes it's not even a voice sometimes it's just energetically so like now i'm noticing that like my during this time I'm feeling this energy really in my aura, just, like, really there. Like, it's it's always in my aura, but, like, now it's just, like, it's just there. Like, like hey, I've been, like, telling me, like, hey, I've been seeing you do good things and you're being a good person. You have a clean mind. Uh, you care about yourself. You care about others, um, you know, and just giving me details and information that is... Um, beautiful and allows me to maneuver in the reality that of what it is for me to be doing what i need to do mm. so you're very like observant of, sounds like a lot of like self-observation and like feeling witnessed mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That was profound. Yeah. yeah, it's the it's very um I don't know, it's it's it I've I've been like this for a while, but <laughs> during this time it's just it's getting louder and louder and I'm just like, Okay, you're the homie, you're watching over me, you're taking care of me. Um I, I didn't add also on to what I was talking about um earlier. Also like I don't know like the um I can't give you bullet points of what I do in order for that to happen. I think it's just like you know being and also other practices that you do like depending on what it is that feels most aligned to you because it could look different for everyone. You know, everybody has their own uh, quote unquote spiritual practice. It doesn't have to be called spiritual. It could just be whatever it is to you. For me it's like a spiritual practice. So like um wake up prayer um you know get my body moving depending on what it is it could be yoga or it could just be normal stretches um you know go to work come back do what i gotta do whatever that might be then before i go to bed prayer so it's like developing that connection with that whatever is watching you um also I mean, for me, this is just my own observation, also allows that energy to just, it's almost like you have a relationship with someone. That's almost what it feels like. Like, a, a, a someone that's not even there. Like, it's just, it's there, but it's like, how do I, I mean, it's hard to explain it to, like, someone who might not really understand it, but, like, I've been in a place where I didn't really understand it, where I was just ignorant of it all. Um, but if you keep it as a daily practice and you believe in it then there is that <laughs> connection that you create with that other side um that will help you and maneuver you into certain things that you're doing with your life depending on whatever that might be it could be anything like you know you uh trying to create something you trying to um anything i mean everything is creation so you doing what you want to do as in like creating um in your reality i love your cat <laughs> oh your cat's going crazy Sorry, my dog come it. here yuki guys my dog is like staring <laughs> at me yuki come here she's gonna make her first yeah. podcast <laughs> appearance come here baby <laughs> yeah this is yuki everyone say hi to yuki hi yuki <laughs> she's pretty quiet she's not gonna say much don't worry, Yuki, your dinner time is soon. We'll have to take a break so I can feed them in a little while, but she'll be fine for now. <laughs> yeah, I loved what you were just saying. Like, uh, it was reminding me, like, of th this process. <laughs> Yuki, I'm so sorry, guys. We're going to pause for a second because of Yuki. I got to take care of her. <laughs> One second. Go for it. Yeah, it's, um, from, like, I don't know, it's just, like, I've been in a place where I didn't, like, necessarily hear those things, or even energetically. I mean, it was always there, but, like, I wasn't as subtle, like, I wasn't subtle about the, um, feeling the energy. It's almost like I felt it. And I could feel it buzzing in my spine sometimes 
but I never gave it the attention that it deserved until I started praying, until I started keeping up with a daily practice instead of doing it for like ego purposes, more so do it for myself and also, yeah, I'm also doing it also just for myself and because it's things that I liked to do for myself instead of doing it for like, oh, I'm going to do this for likes and comments and whatever, you know, like, or I want to look good. I want to have a nice body, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, instead of like really so attached to the ego aspect, I really like disconnected from that aspect and just did it for myself because these are things that I need or things that I believe that I need to do in order to maneuver in this reality. Because, um, you know, having a body that you don't take care of is sucks, you know? Yes. <laughs> At least, you know, just from my own perspective, you know? I've been pretty athletic my whole entire life and I can say kept it up going. From experience, yeah. it sucks when you don't take care of yourself. And, like, yeah, that's something that I just kind of grew out of in the last couple years is um, the things that used to make me feel better were the things that ended up making me feel the worst. So you just kind of got to upgrade and let it keep coming. And I was thinking, like, I wonder if this, like, place that you're at right now, Aladdin, has anything to do with the fact that you just started your Saturn return. <laughs> like, mm. how long do you think, like, this particular part of your journey has been going on? This little chapter. Uh, I feel like I've um, I feel like like I've walked into a different door, and now I'm very I'm not so naive as I used to be, That's where I would just dive into any kind of relationship, just like that, like just quickly, just because of like how a person is you know it's more of like let me get to know you before I even you know get you to connect with me on a deeper level sometimes I'm just I don't know I have no idea like that's a good question um more more so I, I okay so like the thing that comes up for me now during this time is like emotional maturity emotional intimate maturity if you can put those in the right way <laughs> that's what i like the most in life you know because like if you don't have that with people then your friendships are gonna fall they're gonna break apart so like what i do is like i notice that like you know yeah like narcissism is a big thing in our world and i would say that i have narcissism too i have narcissism tendencies and i believe that everybody else does so what do i do i i was asking myself these things like what do i do like to get out of these narcissistic tendencies well one i don't even know where some of my friends are from and where their families are from and stuff like that and stuff they've been through so like i'll try my best to like recuperate with like current friends and continuous friends from the past and try to get to know them even more like where's your family from 
oh, they're this, they're this. Like, you know, I try to get to know people on a deeper level, and it almost could seem like I'm actually desperate for bringing friends into my life, but it's not really a tendency of being desperate. It's more of, like, me trying to unprogram myself from how I used to be. Because, like, you could be love and light. You could vibrate to the the eighth dimension 12th dimension and meditation but then like when it comes to the human world you know like some people are still struggling with things in the 3d and it just is what it is like you just have to ask them the the questions that are 3d questions you know like like how's your mom i i <laughs> yeah like how's your mom yeah you know like how's your mom or how's your relationship with your mom or how is your um how are you doing you know, like, how, how's your relationship with your mom is a big question to ask, but, like, it's something that you could lead up to, you know, because it could help you develop a relationship with that person and see where they're at emotionally. Because most of us are are just, like, stuffing everything in their body with, like, everything, like, pretty much everything, you know? Like, we eat a lot of – sometimes we eat a lot of food to – to get away from our emotions and our feelings. Sometimes we watch a lot of TV shows just to get away from our emotions and feelings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're on social network all the time to get away from our emotions and feelings. And it's, it's unhealthy. It's very, very unhealthy. Like most of the people, I'm not going to say I know because then I just don't want anybody to feel like I'm projecting against them. But like, (laughs) it's also me. me. It's also, it's also me. No, no, it's also me, dude. It's also fucking me. Like we're like, we're so avoidant. Even the people that we look up to, the people that have hella views and subscribers, I'm not even joking. Like they'll they'll stuff down things that they're not even aware of. They're not, it's, it's, that's why like, I, I like, I think of myself no different than people that have a lot of views and stuff like that because I'm like, dude, they're no different That's than me. That's your There's brothers no and way. sisters like, no matter what. Like, yeah, you know, you know, and it's yeah, it's the truth. It's the fucking truth. And mm-hmm. like they will act like it's not, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, honestly. it depends on That's who it what is. I learned. Yeah, but wow. I think it's everyone. I think it's everyone. Oh, for yeah. sure. But, like, <laughs> I think everyone kind of, especially like since we've all kind of grown up having social media profiles whether it's be like you started on myspace or you started on instagram or facebook or whatever like we've all kind of been able to put ourselves on a pedestal in a way in our own minds and our own perception of ourselves and it's kind of hard to like at least at first to or it's it i can't tell if it's more hard to start or to continue to step back down into just like like heart centeredness just not anything where you feel like you're above or below anybody where you're just you are with everybody else and it's all just kind of an equal playing field because that's kind of the truth of the like the reality the nature of reality it's all Mm -hmm. just equal playing field and I think that even goes as far as into like um duality is like good and bad like existing really good is good bad is bad but it's all kind of just this equal it's made out. It's made out of the same stuff, you know. Mhm. Absolutely. I like that. Heather, what do you have to say? I'm curious. Mhm. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. New man's in the background. He's approaching again. Um. 
Yeah, I liked what you were saying about um, not at all times, but when you feel more aligned or like recently or something, it's like that voice of observation or witness is like almost speaking in your ear. Um, because something that I wrote down uh, as well was like something I've been trying to like a goal I've been aspiring towards recently is getting quiet enough to hear and observe because I've just noticed for myself that if my ego story is loud like enough to a certain level it's like I can't even see the rest of what's unfolding around me um and just kind of playing with like when that happens you know like if it's like when I'm very caffeinated or when I haven't slept or like when I'm ungrounded in some other kind of way um and then yeah just kind of like experimenting with that and uh I, yeah, there's so much, I j have just been experiencing so much on like subtle levels recently, like energetic, physical and everything. And I just, yeah, have been aspiring to be like quiet enough to hear them, I guess. Mm -hmm. Me too. And you know what? That kind of goes in with like, um, this theme of energetic upgrades that I've been like experiencing. It's been years, but they come in chunks, you know, it's like layers, like they said in Shrek, like an onion. So, you know, like, I've been in one of those periods where um, the things that used to make me feel good, they make me feel bad now. Like, okay, here's my example. There are these chips, and they're called Red Hot Blues, and they're so good, but now I can't eat them anymore because my body doesn't want anything that's, like, from a bag. I'm like, really, once you start going, like, healthy, healthy, and, like, trying to eat only raw foods and really making sure you're watching like your nutrition your body starts to reject things and you know what you kind of at first when you're first giving it up and it's like the first uh it's like in that sacrifice kind of phase it's hard and it's like i have to give up all the pleasures of life and then it's like no because what you give up you end up getting back like tenfold so you know those energetic upgrades that you just you gotta like give up the way that you used to live, the, the old patterns, in favor of a new pattern, a new way of living. Yeah, like, uh, there's only space for the new, downloaded, the new upgrade to come in when the old piece has been removed. Like, that space right. has to be created first for that transfer. Mm -hmm. It's literally like if you have a, a car that's full of shit and you need to go and buy groceries and you can't fit your groceries in your car until you clean up the old stuff. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, upgrades can come in weird ways, depending on what that might be. Sometimes we forget to even allow it. Like, I find um, that sometimes that when I command my reality in a way before I go to bed, to ask that if there's any upgrades that need to be processed through my body or in general depending on what it might be i will ask to allow it to have it happen because sometimes uh we could reject it like and rejection could be like i don't know like you going out all the time or something you know you're always going out or you're always like go 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 do you guys hear that a little bit it's fine just okay it was, it's, a, it's the it's the robotic vacuum that we have i don't know what it's called oh. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah uh, i thought it was a no. <laughs> but um yeah what's it called 
an upgrade like but will want to come at any moment depending on what your week's looking like some of us also always i mean like the normal norm for most people is like they have plans set up all the time or if you're always busy and you're go 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 to the gym come home go to work go to like your your day's so structured you won't be able to receive those upgrades so what the universe will do to you is possibly make you sick just so that you can sit your ass down and lay down in bed and drink your tea and then boom you're watching your netflix whatever you're doing and then you're getting your upgrades right there (laughs) yeah that we were just talking about that ellen because i told you like when i was sick and i told you it felt like an upgrade and you're like yeah so what happened to me is that i was like sitting down drinking my tea watching my netflix and then it ended up being like okay the screen time is no longer feeling like rest it's starting to drain my energy so i just need to lay here and do nothing and i was really bored at first but i mean i still kind of it's hard for me um to settle in when i'm in like a kind of a quicker pace and it's not like a oh i'm rushing i'm going crazy like i'm unaligned but just like kind of higher energy it makes it, if I'm not mindful, hard to settle down and be in that relaxed, like, uh, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going, like, rajastic, and then I need to get back into, like, sattvic energy, and not down into the tamasic energy, but this is, like, the, uh, what, Heather, what are these called? You gotta remind me. The gunas. You're, you're referring to the gunas. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was gonna say doshas, and I'm like, no, that's Ayurveda, that's the other thing, the, but yeah, the gunas. Um, what, what you're describing is part of Ayurveda too, but yeah. It's a it is, yeah, it is. It's also, but it's also in like other, yeah, it, it's complicated. <laughs> but basically it's like um, the upgrade that I've been experiencing is like instead of swinging between, oh my gosh, it's 444 four, four right now on the West Coast. I love that. Okay. So I was swinging between being like lightly Rajasic and lightly Tamasic, Tamasic, and then where I need to be is right in that sattvic middle zone mm-hmm. and I was just going right kind of above and below it swinging between these dualities so I've been working on oh my god I know what you guys are talking about I'm just like going in my like, brain I'm like what are they talking about I'm like oh I've read it in Bhagavad the book Gita. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah know those terms so, the rahas the tavas yeah. and the sattvic sattvic is like the middle zone mm-hmm. like Sattvic yeah, is like sattva. pure. It's like spiritual purity. purity it's like the right. like un, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, the middle zone. The middle. It's also you know what else is the middle? The like heart. Oh wait, heart center. Mm-hmm. Heart center. And also like you know they, the symbolism goes into like the heart of Jesus. It goes into like in yoga they talk about being in the heart center and they talk about the heart center being sattvic. It goes throughout so many, like, different little, like, cultures or practices. Oh, gosh, I'm going on a tangent about the heart center. I mean, is anyone shocked by that, though? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not a bad tangent to go yeah, down. It's not. <laughs> that, that's what I've been trying to settle into, is true, is the sattvic um, purity. I remember this one time when I was a senior in high school, my teacher was going around asking us, like, what do you guys want to be in life? Not like a mechanic or like, I want to be 
a pop star like she wanted she was asking us more like what do you have what do you want to be what type of person do you want to be what are your morals and I remember telling her I was like I kind of just want to be like in samadhi just like complete purity and I was like there's other words for that like you could say oh I want to be in like the state like Satchanananda but you could say I just want to be in bliss I want to be you could say like heaven on earth heaven through the heart it's there's so many different ways you could say it but I remember like telling my English teacher like oh I just want to be in that like pure heart space the sattvic heart space and she was like that's hard and I was like life is hard <laughs> like being unhappy is harder is basically what I ended up telling her like mm. it's worth it for me at this point and like where I'm at with myself it's worth it to give up um some of the earthly pleasures and that's not to say like I'm not going to enjoy and indulge and like play in the human experience because I absolutely am but I won't be enjoying my spicy chips you know like I'll have some pistachios or something (laughs) (laughs) didn't they say like um I don't know if it where where I read it I don't know if it was the piranhas or if it was the bhagavad gita they say that to, to not eat spicy things or something like that. Have you guys read that? It's realistic, right? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. It's like onions and garlic and really spicy foods. Like, because there are spices. Like, if you want to get your digestive fire to heat up, it's, if you're, like, really, okay, if you're going to use, like, Ayurveda, if you are in, like, your kapha dosha and you're, like, overactive kapha dosha, it probably would be good to have some spicy food. But a lot of people are already, like, too logistic, so, um, they're like they need to calm down <laughs> they need to have like a cucumber you mm-hmm. know <laughs> yeah heather was gonna say more about that i think but I can't i'm sorry uh yeah just that you know like what you're saying that um that spicy yeah is like jostic or like a pizza kind of energy and it's just like potentially too activating um like to consume a lot of it because it's just like subtle amounts you know but um but yeah if you're like you're very tamasic or you have a lot of kapha in your constitution like it could be nice to have a little bit of spicy it could be nice to have like spon- and spicy could be spicy taste it could be like a spontaneous experience just something activating oh my god i never thought about anything beyond like food and herbs being like into ayurveda i thought about it in like yoga like terms but that makes a lot of sense to like oh i'm like too much in my raja dosha or not raja (laughs) lol pizza dosha right now um mixing up the gunas and the doshas is so common for me but anyways if i'm too much in my pizza dosha then i'll want to do something that like like i'll go sit and be quiet in the grass or something you know like to remediate by kind of doing the opposite thing and say if i have like a low pizza dosha then i'll want to go out and do something like that will get me um, back into that fire and in that flow of the water as well because it's made of two elements mm. yeah the Ayurveda rabbit hole <laughs> yeah, yeah certainly yeah go ahead Aladdin. Um, I mean this is completely different than what we're talking about <laughs> no um, topic let's do it because <laughs> you were you were speaking of morals and I'm just curious, like, mm-hmm. what's your guys' definition of your moral? Like, what's your moral in reality? Mm-hmm. Like, because I know everybody person. has their own individual moral. Like, 
treat others as you would treat yourself the same. I got my own, my own, my moral. Actually, you guys go first because I'm asking the question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So when I, I would say my morals are primarily based in like Buddhism, um, but not because I like read a book and was like, yeah, I want to adopt those morals just because I kind of felt like a natural magnetism or something to them. But when I was 18 or 19, I came across this full moon bodhisattva ceremony. And um, I remember I had printed out the PDF and it was like on my altar. Um, but I remember like taking it really as like an oath. Um, and I was just like revisiting it recently. But it's it's really, it's kind of, I, I was, when I was reading it, I was really feeling uh, a connection almost to like the Ten Commandments kind of thing and I think there's definitely some overlap but I'll just share a few of them like I vow to refrain from evil of all kind I vow to make every effort to live in enlightenment I vow to live and be lived for the benefit of all beings I vow not to kill I vow not to take what's not given that's one I've definitely been working with recently and it kind of goes on and on but um just and like I guess for me that's like a little bit there's like a little bit of like renunciation not like full complete renunciation but for me like there is like a, a kind of a giving up of um a giving up of things that could distract me like not th and not that when I do those things I feel guilt or or anything but uh just more so in knowing like I'm headed in a particular direction and I know that these certain things aren't like aren't really on that path so I don't I don't want to align with them um like if I can help it kind of thing mm -hmm. I don't know what, what how would you uh take that at least that question Wow. Well, first of all, oh yeah, let's break I it down. <laughs> am, I am just like shocked that you used the word oath because I was literally thinking like I'm listening and then it's crossing my mind like you're going to have to answer this question at least. You need to have an answer. And I'm like letting it come to me as I'm listening because if you try to think of it yourself, then you're missing out on everything. So I remembered like meaning of my name. Elise means God is my oath. And I was literally thinking that exact sentence, and then you said I took it as an oath. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was really trippy. But anyways, like to expand on that, that, that is my, my answer. The, my, the meaning of my name? Yeah, I didn't know well, that. Well, now you do. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, to me, I'll expand on what it kind of means more to me um, in a minute because I know a lot of people have an aversion to the word God uh, but God is my oath that would be my moral and to me God would be like having an oath to God would be to walk in heart-centered alignment to walk with unconditional love for all beings and all people in all situations and to be accepting of the way things are while also having like the courage and strength to like uh you know, make a change. Like, I'm picturing it like if you take a step and you leave a footprint on the earth and you change the way things are through the way you move. Um, well, it, it, it's a lot of, you know, paradoxical, like, oh, you just said to be accepting of things are. Well, you're also saying to change the way things are. It's like, yeah, <laughs> both at the same time. Um, but mostly, yeah, um, to walk in alignment with God and to me that word works because I was raised with it and I came back to it in the way that like makes sense for me but for other people 
the god that I'm referring to would just be like the the the, the quality of the universe, the divine essence. It's like if the universe is a giant quilt or a net, God is the fabric. It's the thread that the fabric is made out of and it's everything within and beyond that. It's the entire quilt, it's the entire net, it's everything. Words that sometimes work are like the universe or the mystery or unconditional love or source or things like that, you know? Um, it's really like, however you can get to that space, you know, the words don't matter as much as the occupying that space. Yeah. So, you know, my morals, <laughs> I don't really have like, um, like normal people morals, I guess, but I have what works for me and what's guided my life ever since I like came to the realization for real because I always felt that in my life and in like my heart especially as a child but then you grow up and you have to kind of come back to it your own way because you got to kind of decondition yourself from the way you're raised and the perceptions you get from growing up um mm -hmm. yeah what, what, are, what about you what are your so, morals yeah sometimes those um those things that you learned from the past could be helpful too mm -hmm. oh they for sure are they shape you but there are some things you gotta like yeah absolutely like your own version of like what god means to you and stuff like for instance like i um across the hallway my grandma lives there and every day she's reading the Quran she's reading it every day or she's watching it on TV and sometimes she watches stuff that's going on back home and you know it's kind of very like um, different or not different it's kind of like a switch you know you're you're up here and then you're going to the turmoil area with the chaos that's going on in the Middle East but I totally get it because she grew up in a whole different generation but I find inspiration in that um, because she has a dedication to God and she, I've never seen anybody, I, I never met anybody in my life that has such a rigorous and disciplined um, spiritual like, like focus more than her. I've never met anybody. I mean, I, I probably have met, but I mean, this woman's been in my life most of my life, so just seeing her do that, yeah, just seeing her doing that makes me develop or made me develop my own relationship with God. So, like, my morals is, like, you know, you know, following what is good for myself and for everyone. So, like, God, for me, to me, doesn't really care about your who you're dating or who you're with. God doesn't care about the stuff that you buy or the stuff that you have. Um, God doesn't care about, um, like, like um, the job that you have. The, God doesn't really care about it. You can have, like, a job that just pays eight an hour, and then you could still have a really fabulous life, and you could die in the next life, I believe, will be even better. You'll be benefited even more. Or you might not even have a next life, for all we know. Um, but, you know, to me, it's like, treat others how you would treat yourself. If you could do that in the mind and do that outward, then 
you're always going to be provided for no matter what. It's like once you start treating people how you would treat yourself, then you begin to to really see that um, that shared essence that we kind of are all made of. It's all within us. Yeah, but once it's seen that all is like on an ultimate level, not on a relative level, but like once it's seen like on an ultimate level that all is one, it just kind of feels to me like to cut any corners or to be unkind to anyone or to like not do anything to my utmost is like cheating on myself, like energetically not. And everyone else too. Yeah, because it's all connected. So like. Because we're all each other. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, to take advantage of anyone, like, that's just taking advantage of myself, like, um, you know, to, yeah, but I don't think that that's, yeah, I I think that's a little bit, like, difficult of a truth to operate in all the time. Like, it's just, it's all-encompassing. Yeah, it's... Okay, we're gonna, can we take a, can we take a pause real quick so I can go feed my dogs? Go for it. Okay, I'll be right back. I like what you're talking about, Heather. Yeah. It's 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 good to um, to always you know because like you could like treat others as you would do the same, but that but like elaborating from what I'm saying, like is that like if you gotta do something and you gotta focus on it, then you know by all means tell someone to <laughs> uh, without you know being mean. To fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah, protect your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not no, in that I, way, but you get what I'm talking exactly about. I know exactly what you're... Yeah, no, because I think that on one stage, there's, like, this level of, like, when you first kind of encounter... Not really not really at first, because it's not linear at all. But, like, sometimes there can be this, like, I just want to be wide open. I want my heart to be wide open. I just want to give with no boundaries. At least that's my experience. And then I get into these situations where I'm overcommitted or where I'm really almost enabling someone like not to be independent for themselves or like just in some way like energetically cutting a corner. Um, But then like to see beyond that is like, oh, wow, actually to protect my energy, to not just freely give my time away to people means that what I can give them can be like higher quality, that I can actually be present with them, like in the time that we share together instead of just giving them eight hours of unconsciousness, you know? Absolutely. There you go. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, using, um, not being afraid of how others would feel if you told them that you don't have the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're busy, you know, or it's, if you're knowing what somebody's doing all the time, then like when you do see them, you have nothing to talk about, you know? People have to live their own it's like a video game like I was saying like there's games I played in the past that were single player games and you know you you can play it for a really long time um and then like during the game maybe like after a year of playing it or whatever you come back to a certain character in your game and you tell them exactly what you've been doing because otherwise you don't have anything to share if you're always just talking all the time yeah yeah there's yeah there's definitely like a richness and 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 having that separation that time away to yeah that it's that it's special yeah i think there can become like an oversaturation 
if we're too connected or sharing too, like you were talking about before, oversharing, that's definitely something that I've been like pondering. Like I'm, I'm a loud Leo. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be telling people too much of my personal crap. Um, and then afterwards I'm just like, man, like I didn't need to share all of that. Like what was this? I don't think this compulsion to share in that moment was pure. Like it was Tomasic or it was Rajasic. Like we're talking about, it wasn't like a Sotvic compulsion to, to like what needs to be communicated, I guess is like a, a self inquiry I've been having recently instead of just like, dumping it out you know <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a learning experience you know you um yeah. yeah you you get better with time that's what i learned as i get older and older i'm not even perfect at a at all either <laughs> yeah there's no arriving <laughs> it's all it's all just a one long highway <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of like that I, I was I was going hiking the other day and I was like walking on the main trail and I seen all these side trails and I like thought of this cool idea or this cool video to make or this cool caption or whatever I just wrote about it I was like you're always on this same trail you know you're going straight you're going to whatever your goal is if you even have a goal or you might not have a goal you know but you're still being led in the same direction that you're supposed to go but every now and then you're going to take these side trails whether that be like somebody giving you a call or somebody you, you going into a relationship with someone or um i don't know like you um you lost your house or something but eventually you're just going to end up back on the same main trail and you're going to just keep going forward into where you want to go um and what you where you want 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 to go might not even be where you're gonna go. You know, sometimes, most of the time, I would say, for me at least, yeah. <laughs> so far, I don't even know what I'm doing, but it's still working. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is Elise is getting your headphones back on, but this is um, this is really similar to what we were talking about in the very first episode. Uh, this is really similar to what we were talking about in the first episode about um, one path up the mountain and then something I wanted to say about the, like the diversions that you're talking about is I think it's so important to have self-compassion and compassion for the others that are close um, to us when we take those diversions like if they become self-destructive or harmful like obviously we want to intervene and like you know tell someone hey please don't please don't harm yourself or tell ourselves like, Hey, please don't harm yourself. You know, sometimes I scare myself. I'm like, dang, I could have been way more gentle with myself. I just put myself in harm's way. Or like we see someone else going down like a chaos path and we're like, Whoa, like reel it back in, bud. Like, I'm not trying to see you go down that road, but I think just having compassion and being like, you know, sometimes it's needed. Sometimes there's like a processing in those, in those rabbit trails or those diversions. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah 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 you're right you're absolutely right like weaving in through the trails like i was saying earlier weaving in through the trails and those trails that you're taking um those side ones are actually okay to take it's completely fine you know because it's all part of the you know it's just like it's like you're playing a single player game and you got to go do a side quest before you actually do the main quest but the main quest you're always on it like it's always continuous but the side quest is there just for you to um, to like learn more about yourself. I can I can connect this to like when I used to watch anime. Um, I had no idea what a filler was until like a year ago. Somebody was like, "Yeah, the fillers are like the episodes that are not the the main episodes." And I only watched the um, the main episodes and not the fillers. And I was like, 
when I was young, I didn't even know what that meant. I just watched every episode when it did come out. So, and I, I like, I sit, sat with that and pondered it because I used to watch anime a lot when I was younger. And I was just like, but those like filler episodes, filler, quote, quote unquote, those taught me a lot about like, like just cultures and humans and like taught me about like the little small wisdom that people have, you know? that you never even heard of and you're just like oh wow like that's very profound and i'm gonna take that with me you know so it's like you never know you might be going to an event that you might or hosting an event that you might not necessarily want to do but all you know for all you know you might just have someone say something to you and it might be something you really needed to hear in that moment so at this point in the pod we have a little bit of an interruption but i figured i'd take the time to say a non-sponsored thank you to dakota and um let you guys know about the nonprofit that takes care of these retreats that um like the ones that aladdin and i met on so yeah i won't say too much about that but i'll have the community garden resources linked down in the description and yeah thanks and let's get back to the podcast yeah yeah um so who in your life or yeah who in your life feels like like there's always that one person that stands out it could be physical or they've already passed um that you feel is a great um doesn't have to be a mentor it could just i don't like the word mentor but what do you feel most aligned to it could be a god or it could be god in general it could be jesus it could be a guru um like what who do you feel most aligned to when you see their face and you're just like oh i gotta attentively listen it could be also anybody it could be like um i think yeah this question's like you got two answers because of course it's god but then who whom within whom's face do you see god right is that kind of the question something like, like that because like i i grew up like listening to a myriad of different public speakers um that or whatever just individuals that i feel that taught me a lot through life and have really brought me to where i am today like for right now yeah. currently because it changes every time like currently right now Every now and then I'll see uh, Yogananda's face and I'll see a quote from him and I feel this strong pull to him and him telling me things that like is almost like like almost like when I was younger before I was even spiritual I would have homies that would always like would talk to me in a very um, not in the healthiest way like you know kind of like like you got this shit, like, get your shit together or something like that. Or, like, you got this fool or, like, <laughs> type of thing. But now when I see Yogananda's face, I feel that same thing. I feel that same vibe to him where I need that kind of pull in my life where I see his face and I see a quote from him and it's almost like he's telling me, like, or it's I'm feeling a pull to him, basically. I'm, he's, it's like he's, he's pushing me to get through life, through... Um, the way that I've always been doing it for like a while, but even in an even more uh, disciplined way. So yeah, Yogananda is a, a, a big uh, teacher for me right now. Yeah, 
I that you know what? Because I don't really have like one person I could think of in my life right now who is that for me. I feel like, but what you know what did come through though is this. It reminded me of the story that I you know it was gonna come up at some point on the podcasts. Um, there was this time, and it was like, I think October, um, of. 2022 so just like last fall where I was like it was a day where so many things happened at once right so I'm going to give you just like a quick rundown because I don't want to go through the entire days like minutes of the days I was like reading or like doing like an energy like thing it was not like a terror rating like oh my gosh your ex is coming back in your life like it wasn't anything like like that it was like kind of more like a Reiki session type of reading you know what I mean like you're, um, it's kind of hard to explain, just like a reading, but more like a conversation, um, and so I, my energy was like super high from that, and then during the day, so my mom's cousin has been like staying here, one of his dogs that he had got out and got hit by a car, but lived, just had like a broken leg, so he had to go to the vet, right, that's important for later, and I also during the day found out that the only Neem Karoli Baba ashram in the United States, that's Maharaji, is in Taos, New Mexico. And that's weird because in like 2019, right after I came back from a like choir trip to Europe, I had this incessant urge, like I need to be in New Mexico, I need to go there. And I had no idea why, I just thought it was maybe like the cacti or something, which that could that's interesting um anyways but I was like when I found this out on that day where everything else was happening um I was like oh well that's why I wanted to go to New Mexico I guess and I was like hmm that's interesting I wonder if I'll go sometime and then later in the day the dog gets home from the vet it's all drugged up it's all right just has a cast and everything and I go in there to visit the dog and the owner of the dog my mom's cousin is a certified Reiki master and so am I We'll get into, like, what Reiki master even means later. It sounds freaking pretentious. I don't like saying it, but it's relevant. So all of us, like, in the room had our energy super high and, like, tuned in to help the dog, essentially. To, like, keep the vibes good, help it heal, keep it calm. And this is the fucking weirdest thing that happened. So I started to get really dizzy, and the dog's like, oh, and me and the dog both pass out at the exact, yes. Sorry everybody, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but I was saying in the middle of my story that me and the dog passed out at the exact same time. I fell on like the bed, the cot thing, and the dog passed out on its bed. We both had our heads laying over the edge of like the whatever we were laying on. And we both were like twitching the exact same way and then we woke up at the exact same time. And during that time where I passed out, I saw this like endless gold light going forever. But it was also just felt like a room because it was like so much forever that it was just like the universe is one room. And Maharaji was sitting there like glowing blue and like looking me in the face, like, just looking at me. Like what I was saying earlier about the observer, just observing me. Like, oh, you're here. And I was like, um, all right. 
and then it was like also this like incessant gong it was just going like it was like not like being like rang multiple times but like this one sound the the name for the heart chakra translates to like the unstruck sound and like i was hearing it and it was like after that i woke up and i like sat underneath the stars and was just on this patch of like plants and was eating some rice and i was just like trying to ground myself back into my body after passing out and yeah i think that seeing maharaji's face in this endless gold light tunnel thing where i was like passed out hearing the gong of the universe that was definitely like so something like it invoked when you were talking about seeing yogananda's face aladdin and like a quote from him and feeling inspired by that feeling god within that i think <laughs> that that made me think of um when I saw Maharaji's face at the end of the tunnel, just looking at me, I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. You, you would say that, like, um, he, he was in your room? Um, no, I was, so, um, we, my house is built kind of weird. And we have this, like, in our garage, we have, like, these little side room things. And this one used to be, like, my dad's man cave. And then it was going to be a yoga room. But then it just ended up holding all this stuff from the yoga studio after my mom, like, we stopped owning that. And um, then it turned into, like, my mom's cousin stays there. Like, that's his room when he's staying here because he's renovating our house. So he, like, will stay here and do renovations on the house um and so yeah we were out there visiting the dog in that room in my garage <laughs> really random place mm. that's interesting yeah thanks for sharing that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's cool what about you heather um, who has been been like a figure for you in your life Recently, I feel like it shifted for me. I feel like it's definitely usually, like, a goddess type of energy. Um, and right now I've been feeling the strongest resonance with, like, Lakshmi kind of energy. And then maybe, like, within more specified, like, um, like an even more specific manifestation of goddess, um, I've really been enjoying chanting to Matangi, who um, is a forest goddess. Um and um but i think it really shifts and i think it's like wh what kind of divine energy are you are you like attuning your highest self to in that time at least it shifts for me yeah i'll speak for myself um and yeah just recently like in the past year i've just been before that i really was feeling a stronger resonance with some like fiercer goddesses like kali and durga um and even chandi um but I've yeah and over the like the last year I've really been feeling resonance with Lakshmi energy just this like very peaceful motherly like maternal abundant kind of energy and kind of being within her loka and then yeah Matangi as well recently Matangi is a really good album by MIA by the way wow I had no idea I've never heard that before that's cool I never knew she that had song an Bad album. Girls you guys know that song Bad Girls by MIA no I weirdly love that song 
Like, I don't relate to it at all. But do I get down? Yes. <laughs> like, really good album. Okay. I don't <laughs> know that song. Or I didn't even know she had an album called Matangi. Is it Matangi? Interesting. Yeah. Can you explain to me, uh, because I think I've seen it before, um, what Jala Chandra is? Yeah. Jala Chandra is, um, it's a Sanskrit, well, it's, it's two words. Jala means water and Chandra means moon. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cancer rising vibes. Yeah. It was really interesting because it was just, um, it was, just, it was after I'd done my yoga teacher training and been studying yoga philosophy for a little while. And I was just at work one day, um, and the name just kind of popped into my mind and I didn't really... I, like I had some familiar like I had been formally studying yoga so there was some familiarity with Sanskrit but um, I didn't really I, I just felt an attraction to the name I didn't fully know what it meant um, and then yeah looking into it more that I mean Jalachand is like cancer like <laughs> like is yeah mm -hmm. um, and I'm a cancer rising and uh, and tropical actually not in sidereal but um, what's your rising in Vedic? My, my Vedic rising sign is Gemini yeah Ooh. it's strong mercury it's it's really yeah it's but <laughs> that's i digress <laughs> that's a whole rabbit hole <laughs> that's that's interesting i did not know jala chandra means that the mermaid yeah that's cool Thank what you. what what made you what does it have to do with your sign like what made you drawn to it in the first place yeah well yeah like at the time i didn't know that it was literally like yeah like the word um for like cancer like in vedic astrology um but um like well yeah not exactly but um but so yeah like i, I am a cancer rising like in tropical so i definitely like resonate with like cancerian type of energy this like watery maternal kind of um fluctuating um yeah, ruled by the moon, um, type of energy, cardinal, uh, the crab. Um, but, like, why I resonate with, like, Jala Chandra, like, water, like, I just, like, this flowingness, and then moon, yeah, I just have, like, a very strong natural affinity for the moon, like, I've always loved the moon, and lunar things being awake at night. I was born in the middle of the night, so I definitely feel more lunar than solar. That's cool. That's awesome. Do you know Aladdin's rising, Heather? I do not know Aladdin's rising sign off the top of my head. K take a guess. L look at his face. Take a guess. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, I don't like okay, guessing people's Okay, here's my hint. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Well, sorry. I'm a, we just talked about this not that long ago, that Sagittarius loves to play weird-ass games. But not like like mind games just like a literal like guessing game <laughs> like a fun little yeah other people are like that's weird but anyways um scorpio risings they always have eyes that like really like are prominent and, like yes you can like really see into their eyes and then they like they like it feels like they're looking through you like yeah i feel like that's obvious like, so are you telling me that aladdin is yeah. scorpio rising Yes, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure. told by a reader oh. once that told me that 
I could do readings on myself and I could do readings for people, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do all that. He's like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. You probably could. I feel like most people can. It's just about like, like, are, are you using that ability? Like, are you even in a place where you're able to utilize that potential? Most people are like, hmm, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I think I've been in that place before yeah. because I, um, I would say like, you know, everybody has like a year or a time when they're quote-unquote spiritual journey began probably right out the womb was their spiritual journey but for me when things really started to get intense for me was like 2018 when I uh, followed like a um, I felt really drawn to this one person that told me about this rule or not even rule this like um, this teaching he did and this teaching he did was like called it was called be a dot and be a dot meaning like you're in the center right here and you're on this line being a dot means like you never make plans that are a week ahead from you because like if you make plans that are a week ahead from you you're in a sense connecting with that individual's energy in that time so if you're being a dot you're you start to um that's not to say to like not make plans like you can make plans every now and then but if you don't like we um, this yeah like we plan this podcast like if you don't then you start realizing your full potential as who you are as a human being or even more than a human being you start realizing different things you start playing with telepathy for a little bit you start understanding different things like for me raising my vibration you know might be different than yours mine's is meditation i meditate for long amounts of times i won't even explain you how, how how much time i was doing it back then but i was doing it for a while and i learned a lot through doing that stuff and it made me think that i could be able to give people readings at that time but i wasn't really trained to do it but now i would say like in this time if i was following that same practice i would be able to do that for people but I don't want to use my time to be able to do that stuff because I have um, other things right now at the moment that I am concerned at, uh, concerned about with me as a human being with getting through this reality, like financial-wise and other things, like connected with other people and uh, developing relationships because that's what matters the most to me right now at this moment. Because like, at that time, I was cutting a lot of people off because... Uh, those a lot of people in my past weren't kind of full and resonant with how I felt about life and what I thought about life so I had to disconnect myself from what I used to be as a human being like addictions um, going out all the time um, compulsive buying um, gossiping all this other shit like drama and I decided to, to disconnect myself from that reality. And once I decided to do that and follow this like teaching that I learned for myself called Be A Dot, um, it actually um, helped me a lot tremendously to resolve, to basically to like look for something that I wasn't even looking for and manifest things and release things, emotions and feelings that I wasn't even aware about that were there lingering in my body or lingering in my head that I wasn't just normally aware of. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's my, 
That's my TED talk today, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you have any other points that you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a a good thing we could talk about. So, you ever heard of that story about the um, what is it called? It's like the the black wolf and the white wolf. What is it called? Hmm. Do you guys remember? Do you guys know that story or no? Okay, so, like, the black wolf is, like, resemblance of your shadows and your other side, you know, that might be dark. And it's... Is, it's, this, is this, like, that that there are two wolves that live within you? Yeah, 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 there you go. I, I forgot okay, what it's called. Okay. And, um, oh, you know, like, on my journey, learning through life, walking through life, and then being able to work in an environment that I was so grateful to be able to work in that environment... Uh, the love of Ganesha when I worked at a crystal store I encountered a lot of people that were very um, very loving and very or unconditionally loving and very good people and you know I'm not talking about the people that work there I'm talking about the people I met that walked into that store to buy stuff and um, like a repetitive thing that I saw that came up in people that I observed while I was working there it was a lot of people would not embrace the dark side to them and you know everything's love and light everything's you know we're all one but then like if you're not tending to that pain if you're not so drawn inward into who you are and embracing that because people need to see that because like if you're all love and light that's beautiful and all but like we need to see like what you did in order to get where you got to you know because like if you're not showing us how you got there and you're just this person all the way at the top and like you're 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 peaceful you're you're special you're whatever you want to call it i'm I'm being i'm being projecting right now i'm being stupid but like (laughs) you have to embrace that side you have to show that you have to show that side to other people because nobody's perfect there's nobody on this planet that's perfect at all even the teachers that i followed that got me to here to this place when you follow a teacher for a while or whatever you want to call for a very long time the same thing with musicians you follow them from the beginning to where they used to be and now they're all famous you start to see that even though that they're that high some of them some of them like some of them will embrace it. Some of them will. I, I would say the spiritual people actually embrace it. That they have their fall fall lines. Like, you know, they all have their moments of, like, despair. And will say things like, oh, um, you know, like, you know, they're, they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Like, I followed a, a spiritual teacher for a long time that got me the concept of be a dot. And, um, you know, in the beginning, he was very, like, humble about what he was doing. And that's good, you know. That's very healthy to keep that mindset, to always be super drawn and super focused. Like, always keeping yourself up, like, I'm powerful, blah, blah, blah. That's good. It's very healthy. But at the same time, some people need to see the other side, the emotional side to you. The side that people don't actually see. So that people could relate to you because then you know like when you see somebody that's all like super focused and in your face like really just like you got this blah blah blah. like this is how you do it it's all easy this this and that but then like if they don't show you the emotional side then you're just kind of like i can't really relate to you you know like i 
didn't have it all like my family didn't have it all so like how can I relate to you? I don't even know who your family is. Like, you're making me think that you grew up in a rich family. And my family, I grew up in a relatively low-income family. And I can't really relate to you. So, like, there's, you know, I could relate to you. Like, I get it. Like, we're all one. We're all love and light. We're, we're all unconditionally loving beings. I love you. You love me. I, I have no judgment in my head. But, like... And I, and I try my best not to compare myself to another, but if I don't know what you, like, if I don't know your life, then I won't be able to understand what kind of person you are. I won't be able to relate to you. And I'm pretty sure, like, I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm pretty sure you guys got all these ideas and you're like, oh, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this. Like, I'm going to just stop talking because I could just go on a tangent with this topic because, like, I see it with everyone. I'm just like, when I was working in that environment, I'm like, embrace that dark side you want to go you want you want to go hit that line of coke go do it you want to go uh, uh um um yell at the top of your lungs at some place do it if you want to post something that's so like um like uh like like what is it called like just so like like humble that you want to post it on instagram do it because i'd rather read that and read your typos that are wrong in your caption and find that more beautiful than reading a damn ai that generated your caption like right. like do it like yeah. embrace it because i love seeing that i love people you know embracing their dark side even if it might not even be dark side some people embrace beautiful yeah. sides to them and then eventually down the line years later yeah. they look back and they're like oh my god that was dark <laughs> you know yeah you know you know what i think it is is that beauty and love and the reason why you love this probably why i mean it's the way that i was thinking of it because it's the same is that love is made out of the dark and the light you can find love like a lot of people are under the like uh, impression that you can only find love in light and love feels good all the time love is positive energy and it's like love is all encompassing energy you can find it's like um, the love that comes from using literal shit as fertilizer in your lawn and all the growth that your plants will have because of that it's like you have to use the negative or the dark as this fertilizer to help you grow and it's like the plant it's not just receiving love and light and like sunlight alone the plant needs the earth and it needs the nutrients that come from that process of like decay and death and and it turns into rebirth you know i could go on about that one yeah uh, siri ramakrishna says that like uh god disguises himself in um drunkards um pretty much anything a child um your biggest enemy like it's in everything so you know there's times where we just don't want to deal with someone or deal with their bs whatever that might be but for all you know like it could be your biggest teacher and you're just avoiding it at all costs and all you have to do is just reply to them and that's it <laughs> or not reply to them you could just you know, make your way and do what you got to do.
Yeah, you know, because like eventually, in the in the end, when you do that stuff, when you embrace that dark side. By the way, this is so weird. I was doing yoga the other day, and I was just like, "Wow!" When I do a sun salutation, and I'm going like this, and then I go in my arms, it's a heart. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, I was like going like this. I was like, "Oh my god, it's a heart!" Now I get it. <laughs> I feel like. When I'm doing anything like that, and, and that movement in particular, and any type of yoga exercise, I think of it, or even, yeah, it wouldn't even just have to be exclusively yoga. I think of it as like a circulation of light. Like I'm just seeing this luminous white light, and it's circulating this path that I'm like creating with these movements. I've been, yeah, that's something I've definitely been thinking about recently. Or just like running circuits, just like circulating energy in a particular way, like in a closed circuit. Mm-hmm. Like like qigong or something or. Yeah, yoga is like, it's also, like I don't know what the right it's like tai chi too. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. That yeah, like tai chi, qigong. Um, I'm sure there's other. Mo I mean, there's. I feel like somatics. There's like endless amounts. I've also like studied cranial sacral therapy. There's just like, it's like a tuning, uh, like attuning to the way that energy circulates like within a system mm -hmm. by system you mean like the human body or the human body and the environment i think it could be the human body and the environment it can literally just be like what i was getting at when you were saying that was like how you're saying it's like when you're doing a sun salutation it's like drawing a heart like in that you're creating a closed circuit like you're drawing that repeatedly you know um, yeah yeah how long have you been doing yoga how long have I been doing yoga for? Yeah. I started doing asanas when I was 15. How old were you? Whoa. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was kind of, um, it was kind of like the vegetarianism for me. Like it was just spontaneously one day, like an attraction to, like there wasn't the environment that I grew up in. It was not, there were no vegans there were no yogis. Like there was nobody. I, I grew up in a really, uh, monoform environment. Um, and none of that was a part of it. And there was just a spontaneous, like, draw to it like I just remember watching I remember I ordered like a yoga mat off of Amazon and it took like a month to come from Asia and uh, it was like it was super thick and foamy and super it was like ten dollars or something and I remember watching this one yoga video and then shortly thereafter I found like a yoga studio in town and I just started practicing there um, how about you guys what, what has your yoga journey been like that's over time? that's a cool story thank you <laughs> yeah when I was a kid, I was in dance classes, and my dance teacher, Lexi, um, she would, like, have us doing asanas as, like, stretches. It wasn't, like, in flow. It wasn't, like, a traditional yoga class because it was, like, a children's dance class, and we were just stretching a little bit. But the way we did it really got me into, like, the idea of doing uh, yoga asanas. And then my mom owned a yoga studio for a few years when I was in high school, and um, maybe middle school, I don't quite remember. And that I was interested in, but then also, like, we <laughs> can't do the same things at the same times because we'll end up, like, bickering. And, like, it just doesn't work. So I didn't get to, like, sit in on any of her classes or anything. And I kind of was just, like, watching from afar. And then I kind of, like, had my little, like Aladdin was talking about earlier, like, your spiritual journey starts like from the womb, but then there's like a, a day or like a moment where it like kicks off 
and ever since that time for me it's been imperative that I actually like watch my physical health and it was like okay I've already like for a lot of people they come to yoga um only like through lens of like okay I need to get fit I need to like just do yoga have like a yoga body and then they come to the spiritual aspect of it with time if they're lucky and she was teaching even though I never attended one she would tell me about them and I got a lot from that and then I just realized like okay um I got my Reiki like I got attuned in Reiki and then after that it was like okay I need to be able to move my body in a specific way that will create space for health so I did go into it for like health reasons but then also um to be able to offer that in like hand in hand with Reiki to people I think that's a really really um that would be something that I'm interested in <laughs> new moon too yeah, he was like, for real. <laughs> what, what about you, Aladdin? What's your cat's name? New Moon. New Moon. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I started in, like, 2019. And then I was doing it every day. And then maybe till, like, 2021, it just started being on, e on and off. And then um, now it's like during this time, it's like every day. Mm -hmm. Are you and, talking about the asanas? Because uh, yoga. In like, at least like 30 minutes of yoga asanas. Because yoga is like you can do yoga all the time every day without doing the asanas. You don't have to do a single pose to do yoga, you know? Yeah, I'm doing yeah. asanas. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, we're referring to awesomeness, because I've been, yeah, I think ever since I started to, like, kind of merge, because I went, like, I was raised Christian, and then I kind of went, like, the route of, like, oh, I don't know, and then I was interested in astrology, but I didn't really get it, and I was like, I think it's cool, like, I don't believe in it, but I don't not believe in it, I was just like, oh, whatever, it's, it's, I just don't know about it. I learned about astrology, and I kind of went the astrology tarot route, and then I, there's too many people working with those energies and it muddied it all up and it got really confusing for me. And then I kind of went more like the, like, I don't know, hippie route. And then I went like Eastern route, like due to that. And like, cause I don't know, a lot of people in like the hippie side of spirituality, they'll talk a lot about like Eastern teachers. Like you'll hear a lot about Ram Das who was traveling in India and had a Hindu guru and like um, you'll hear about Ramana Maharshi you'll hear about like oh you gotta do yoga and um, ever since that kind of time I felt like I've been because it happened so close to like my like initial uh, initiation um, like awakening moment I don't know what you want to call it there's a lot of like words that make it kind of sound corny but it was like a, the moment and like, ever since then, since I kind of delved deeper into Eastern spirituality around that time, it felt like, feels like I've been doing yoga, getting deeper and deeper into myself from the gross to the subtle. And then just recently, like, since I've started the yoga teacher training course, I've been able to 
integrate that into doing asanas on the regular, like every day. Okay. Yeah. So it's like doing yoga versus doing the asanas. You're always doing yoga if you're doing asanas. Well, if you're like, do, if you know how to do yoga in the first place. But then, like, you don't have to do asanas to do yoga. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I want to ask you because I am going to Mexico and Peru mm-hmm. later this year. So you what you've been to Mexico on one of these retreats. I don't think it's going to be the same places mm-hmm. exactly. I think there's going to be some similarities, but like because we've experienced the kind of like the way that people perceive life and how it paints the world over in Turkey. What takeaways and like what way what did you get from your Mexico experience? Mexico like, the um, how how did the world seem over there because of the way people perceive life and live life? Mexico for me felt very um, like it felt very like comfortable and safe when I went there. It felt very aligned. The people that I was with, I don't like really talk to them that much, aside from just Calvin. But every single one of them, I could just give them a call and they'll answer their phone because. Everybody would just, we just clicked. It was just, we were just hella cool with each other. It almost felt like a spiritual journey that was just supposed to happen for everyone that went and attended that um, retreat. But other than that, just like the 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 vibe of being there was beautiful to be there. Um, the people were nice. The environment was clean. Um, I felt very welcomed and open to it. I felt a lot of inspiration. It was also the first time I've ever traveled in a long time. Um, It felt very interesting. Like in the beginning when we first showed up, um, (laughs) this is just aside from the retreat, um, when we first showed up, there was like a checkpoint to get into the location of where we were going to. And uh, it kind of reminded me when I was in Palestine because we do have checkpoints too. Um, but ours are different. Ours is like, it's crazy. I don't even, I don't even want to get, go there, but theirs is like more of like, you know, it, there's like rebels going on. I mean, not rebels. I wouldn't say that cause I can't really speak on it, but like the indigenous people that have been living on that land could close those checkpoints at any moment. Um, just depending on their own, how they're feeling that day or whatever. Um, and what happened was we were going through a checkpoint and we were lined up to go into the checkpoint and the checkpoint closed. So we had to go the back ways and go up a mountain just to see, or I mean, just to get to Chiapas where we we're going to. You guys are not going to go to Chiapas this one. Apparently they didn't want to make it happen anymore because the bus rides from one location to another were too long. Um, they were, cause there was one, one of the days that we had, we ate breakfast and we were on the road and the whole day we were on the road. Like the whole, <laughs> yeah, it was fun though. Like we still had, it. I still had a good time. Um, but just to answer your question, Mexico was beautiful. It was amazing. I recommend uh, anybody to go um, to participate in these environments. And I vouch for Dakota uh, as a person that is like a very um great person at conducting these retreats because yeah you know i felt safe and comfortable the whole way 
and I was around a lot of like-minded people, which yeah. made it even better. I think, you know yeah. what, I think that what you said about, like, um, the retreat feeling like it was, like, a spiritual, like, meeting of people that was meant to happen, that's how I felt about the Turkey trip as well, was, like, everyone meeting there when and where we were supposed to, as we were supposed to, especially because all the crazy, like, biblical as natural disasters that were happening while we were there and like before we got there just like the fact that we all came together and decided to still be in that space and meet in that space felt very special and felt very like um like even though all of us were in completely different places in our own lives in a way we all needed something that we got from that togetherness and i think it could only be like I can't, like, once you go back for the second time... I think it's time, different for everyone. Yeah, it is. Oh, for sure. Um, but then everyone, like, gets the aspect of togetherness and looks, like, in each other as the mirrors that they're meant to be. And we all get what we were meant to from it. It might be something entirely different, but, like, it's almost like the same process, kind of... I mean, ugh, it's hard to explain because everyone's going to go through it differently. But you know, you know what I mean? It's like everyone gains this sense of like needing to have been around each other and like what comes from that yeah i can't i can only yeah. imagine that it just gets better <laughs> like yeah it does um but i also like uh what i'm learning now is that like um when you go to these things um it's no different than when you go to a plant medicine ceremony in a different country um you take what you learn from that environment or what you learned from the people and you use it to whatever you're doing in your life like depending mm -hmm. on like if you're going to be a um i don't know like like a uh, bodybuilder or something and you want to start teaching people or if you want to start uh, showing people how to use crypto and stuff like that um you take those experiences and you don't let it um you don't let it be as like an aspect of you taking it as an opportunity just to go out of the country and mm -hmm. just to have fun it's more than just that mm -hmm. like like my definition of the of what the work is in your in my life is like like how's your relationship with your mom how's your relationship with your dad how's your relationship with your brother your sister uh the the, your neighbors your neighbors how is your relationship with your neighbors mm -hmm. or how's your relationship with your friends your your students your teacher like those these moments that you spend in different countries with you setting intention even if you go like if you're doing a plant medicine ceremony like set an intention um just with anything and also let go of the intention because your intention might not be what the environment is going to provide to you might be something else you know yeah you really got to show and up for yourself that's the whole point it's like yeah um going where you feel like you're meant to go for you for the sake of you and yeah. for what's the best thing you can do for you in my opinion back to like my morals to go with god yeah like you said it's not a waste of time and it's not an excuse to like go and like oh i just want to meet people oh i just want to like go here like yeah it's like you you got to be Mm -hmm. Well, you don't have to be. You could do whatever the fuck you want, but you should be committed to like your own uh, well-being. 
because otherwise you're kind of getting like doing a disservice to not only yourself but everyone else in the group and it's like some so show up as much as you can and if like you're not if you're like really early in your journey like you don't know what that looks like mm-hmm. learn there's space for that like these trips give you so much space to they just give you so much space <laughs> that's the way i can put it mm-hmm. yeah heather you haven't talked in a while tell us what you're thinking are you are you planning on going to peru um i was going to talk about when i went to peru in the past um uh, not associated so are you, with are you planning on going mm-hmm. later this year we'll we'll see it depends on things yeah yeah actually yeah well yeah it depends on financial things but that was actually a question yeah. i wanted to ask you guys uh potentially after the travel discussion is like yeah because i'm actually <laughs> anyway um i yeah something i wanted to say about traveling to peru um i, I traveled to peru in 2019 um uh, and um, it was actually to the same area of Peru that these particular retreats like also go to, like the Sacred Valley of the Incas. I was in uh, Utabamba primarily, but kind of all uh, around that region, like Pusac and um, as well. But um, Cusco metro area <laughs> as well. Um, but I remember like as I was, I remember that like the night before mm-hmm. when I was preparing to go to the airport, I was just thinking like, why am I going? Like, I feel like, like it was fated or something for me to go to this. Like it was just like it naturally it's what was happened what to me emerged. In Turkey. Yeah, yeah, which is why I wanted, why I felt like to share this. Um, yeah, I was feeling like a resonance with what you guys were saying about it when I was listening. Mm-hmm. But um, like I didn't really know, and um, and I just kind of sat with that and was like, all right, I don't really know why I'm going, but like I'm grateful to be going. And then when I was there, I was just you know taking it as experience and having all these amazing experiences. I was there studying like holistic nutrition. Um, and like the local, uh, superfoods and, uh, learning, yeah, wonderful plant-based nutrition from several, um, different specialists that lived there, uh, in that area. But, um, I know now that the re at least one of the reasons that I went on that trip was to take that information that like I was, uh, that I learned during that time and to share it with people, like particularly some information about like detoxing and, just superfoods and eating eating whole foods you know um and like the my workbook from that class i've shared with other people like that have just asked me like highly specific questions like information that i gained during that experience but i think we have these yeah sometimes we just have these experiences and we have no idea like where that's going to connect to in the future mm-hmm. who that's going to help whether it's going to help ourselves or help other people or mm-hmm. most likely both <laughs> yeah i've i've felt a calling to go to peru for a really 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 long time and um you know i had a lot of flight credit so i was like you know what might as well bust a bank with this one and (laughs) and use my flight credit for this because if the amount of flight credit i had fit fat or whatever fit into how much the the flight cost so i was like all right this is perfect and then the time being when I had wanted to go, there was only like two seats left. So I was like, all right, this is perfect. So I just bought the ticket and decided to go. And then at the same time, there's an optional um, 
uh, ceremony and the first time I've had a uh, ceremony with ayahuasca was very beautiful and very um, reassuring and I want to be able to do it in a cultural setting of where it first uh, birthed and um, you know it just all it's all fitting exactly the way that I want it to be so it's I'm happy about it all um, but if I you know if I didn't have that flight credit then I most likely wouldn't have gone because I told myself after the turkey retreat I was going to take a break and actually get myself in order um, follow what feels right for me and stuff like that um, depending on what it is I want to do with my life but then I was like this flight credit's going to expire in November so I have no choice to but to use it so I'm like all right well I'm just going to take this opportunity to um, go to Peru um, with my friends so I'm taking the opportunity to go there and I'm really happy about it I'm really, really excited. Really, really excited. I'm excited. I, have you guys ever heard this uh, saying, like, uh, asking permission for the from the land before you go? Ooh, I love it. I haven't heard it, but I love mm. it. Uh, yeah, I heard this from, like, a men's podcast and men's um, podcast. thought it was really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's called, it's called Sacred Sons. Hmm. It's like a like a it's like a podcast for like em, embodied divine masculine human beings and um i was watching one of their podcasts from this one guy named fabian and he's this guy that also takes people to peru and takes people to the same place that dakota does and uh, allows them to have these plant medicine ceremonies and um He's been with the Shibibo tribe back and forth, bringing people from America to uh, Peru. And he's been doing this, like, for many years. I don't know how many years he's been doing it. And um, talks about all the teachings that sh the Shibibo tribe, did, like, shared to him. Shared to him. And uh, spoke about asking for permission from the land before entering into the land is a great thing to do with any place that you go to. And I've never... I've never heard of that until, like, maybe, like, two months ago, and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I love that. I think I'm going to say I've never done my research mindful. yet, though, so I, I don't know anything about it, so I'm pretty ignorant about it. Well, I'll, I'll, I feel like that's a good mindfulness practice. You know what I feel is, like, um, I feel these callings to these specific places, and it's, like, it's almost like an invitation. And it, the same thing happens with, like, certain experiences and certain people meet like coming into your life it almost feels like an invitation um to take up that space to be in that position yeah like for like me in india like i don't know when i'm going but i feel like india just keeps giving me a phone yeah. call it's like yo where are you dakota's hosting a retreat next he year said that? he said in india oh jesus christ mm-hmm <laughs> I think he said that. I, don't know. <laughs> like, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's this man is blowing up my bank right now. Like, okay, it's actually for a nonprofit. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's but, what I'm like, happy about. Still... When he told me when he told me that, yeah. I was like, really? I was yeah. like, that's cool. It was like makes me feel a lot more better now. <laughs> um, when are we closing? Because I do gotta get going soon. We can close now. 